1: Welcome to the Over/Under NFL Rangers podcast, featuring myself, Ryan Mead, your host, and also Greg Kaplan, your co-host, and special guest Tim Shell. Tim, say hello. Hello, everybody. How Tim, are you? You've been on the podcast what fifth, sixth time now?
2: Yeah, couple NFLs, couple draft, NFLs, and, couple uh,
1: Game of Thrones action.
2: Yeah, back and forth. I think in two Game of Thrones. I've uh, been, awesome. been on a few times.
1: And now, uh, premiering, you have a podcast of yourself, com- of yourself, of your own coming out this week. Or next yes. week. Yes. Or the week after. Yes.
2: Myself and James Clark are starting a Hitten Giants podcast we should be releasing tomorrow. I know he's doing editing tonight. Uh, we were going to launch a month ago, but so, had some technical issues. So. So here's the important
1: part, Tim. I'm going to help you out here. You ready go for it what is yes. the name
2: <laughs> the name of our podcast is bourbon power hour and the link to our twitter is at where is it at nyg on twitter
1: so you post it and i'll retweet it from my twitter orion Mead, tomorrow how about that perfect i'll put it on my personal twitter S- for you sounds wonderful all right let's get into the let's do the thing as the kids say what we're going to do today is do the over-under for all NFL teams. We're going AFC first and NFC second, because those are the only two. Uh, on top of that, we're using the CBS rankings, uh, who, which we found on Google, which have probably changed if you say to us, hey, that number's wrong. We're, we know, but this is what we have. So let's start with the AFC East. Uh, we're going to go by least first. We're going to do the Bills. The Bills have an over-under of six this first week or oh, actually for the full, for the whole season, I think this is an appropriate number, but I'm going to go ahead and, and say, under, I can't see how this team actually wins more than three games. Uh, I, I, Despite drafting Josh Allen in my Dynasty League and training up to do it, uh, I am not... That was a mistake. Uh, it was the sixth round, so it's okay. But it felt like a value. I, I can't see myself, Nathan Petersman uh, really doing what, well. What was, his, what, what was his name? Nathan Peterman? Isn't that his name?
0: Yeah, but that's there not you what you
1: said. Oh. No. Okay, well. You
0: said you said Nathan's Peterman.
1: <laughs> well, you yeah, that I got to be honest. It's uh Nathan's Peterman's it could be good. But uh the Bills uh manned by Nathan Peterman's men's uh and also our good friend Josh Allen, uh he will probably be playing uh how would you guys what would you guys say the over under for Josh Allen playing games this year is?
0: I would say by week 5. When's I don't know when their bye is. I would say the they're week five after 5, 11. week uh, well, before the bye week, We've, I'll go back to week five.
1: Yeah, they're probably throwing him in there. I, I would say this is a three win or a four win team. I am going under.
0: Yeah, it's a bad team. I, I don't know who the their defense is. All right, you you like some things that they have defensively, but I I would stop short of saying anybody stands out as a star. Uh, offensively, y- you're fair to ask the question of how many games LaShawn McCoy is even going to play. That's exactly what I was they about don't to say. have. They don't have anything resembling a wide receiver core in my mind. The offensive line is suspect. And Nathan Peterman, he can't be worse than he was last year. And I still i, I – there isn't an NFL quarterback prospect I hate more than Josh Allen. There are a couple that challenge him, and we're going to talk about them. Um, but I, I don't trust Josh Allen. I don't like anything I saw from him in training camp, in preseason games. I don't see how this team – wins six games i would also go under
2: i'm with you pounding the under i mean i'm looking at the schedule right now winnable games are both miami games and that's about it maybe they'll squeak out a win from the jets or the colts but other than that i really don't see this team winning more than four games
1: it's uh it's not easy for the Bills being at the bottom of the AFC East, especially because it felt like they started rebuilding last year and it happened to be the only year they made the playoffs. Then, correct me if I'm wrong, they traded ne- a next-year first-rounder for Josh Allen also?
0: Yes, hmm. I believe so. That's not they true. Traded I, a high, it they true. A, I don't know if it was this year's first. I, think, I don't think it was this year's first-rounder. It was a very high draft pick, though.
1: Hmm. Interesting. That's I not going to work out. Let's go to the next team, the New York Jets. Savior Sam... Is it down? Uh, I am a big fan of Sam Darnold. This team's over-under is 6, similarly to the Bills. Thing about that is I actually sort of like the Jets in a weird sort of way. If they would have gotten Camille Ma- Khalil Mack, I would have liked this way more, but he's a Chicago Bear instead. Uh, but I am going to take the over because I believe the Jets land at 7. I think Sam Darnold, starting from Week 1, is a huge upgrade for the Jets. They were kind of a feisty team last year, and coming into the season, they were, what, their favorites? Their over-under was like 3? Uh, they oh,
0: I, I think it was three and a half, yeah. It was pretty they won, bad. I think five.
1: Yeah. That was bad. I think Darnold is a two-game improvement at least. Yes, he's a gunslinger uh, of the Brett Favre type and throws balls up to be caught by anyone in the area. But uh, I will see him, I see them as an improvement. And I can see them as a fringe wildcard team if things fall their <laughs> way, but I won't go that far. I do believe they're better than the Dolphins.
0: Yeah, they're Dude. definitely better than the Dolphins. I would go over as well. I wouldn't bet it because, I, again, I, I kind of agree with you. I think they'll squeak over it. Seven feels right. Uh, I'm sure Tim will highlight this. The thing that really benefits the Jets is they get to play a last-place schedule, and they're not really a last-place team. So that that definitely will help boost their win total down the stretch. I, I like Darnold. Uh, I will admit that I was not a huge fan of him at draft time, as I said on this podcast with Tim. And I think Tim, I, I don't think we disagreed on Darnold as much as we did. Maybe someone like Baker Mayfield, but right. uh, he he would not have been my pick at three. I still would have taken Josh Allen, but I, y- you can't argue with what you've seen. Um, I like what the, Josh. I really, I really like, Oh, right. Josh Rosen. <laughs> not Josh Allen. Fuck Josh. Allen. <laughs> um, I, I really secretly love the Teddy Bridgewater trade. I, I think that's some of the shrewdest by both teams, even. I love that the Jets got a third-round pick for him. And I love that the Saints have already found their quarterback of the future. Uh, but, again, we'll get to that. Yeah, I like this Jets team. Again, it, it, they have stars. Uh, Jamal Adams is legit. Leonard Williams is legit. That defense is very good. And I, I know everyone's focused on Sam Darnold. But that defense alone uh, is a massive improvement at, from what it's been even two years ago.
2: Definitely, I don't. I don't think there's any way they're 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 not going to be worse than last year. It's just not possible. I mean, they face Miami twice, they face Buffalo twice. That's four wins instantly, and then Indian Cleveland. I I don't see a way they don't beat Indy with that god awful defense in Indianapolis and and Cleveland's Cleveland's going to lose some games, and I and I think I think the Jets are going to pull some some games out of here. So I would take them right at six, but I've had to choose over or under. I'm I'm going to go over with them, and, and they'll squeak out a win somewhere else. I don't think they're a playoff team I'd be shocked if they were a wild card team in that division. Uh, but I mean, the line, the line is improved. They have a better running back in Crowell. At least he can absorb touches. Um, uh, I think Darnold's better, better build than what I expected. Uh, Quincy Noonwall and Robbie Anderson are both really good receivers. If a healthy and Anderson doesn't get suspended, but if he's not suspended by now, I think he'll be okay. Uh, those are two pretty solid wide receivers. I, I, I think this team, I think this team can pull six, seven wins out of their butt. Um, and I, I 100% agree with the Teddy Bridgewater trade. I mean, picking him up for absolutely nothing and then trading him away for a third-round pick. I mean, they're they're right on track to be to, to be a team a team that's competitive in two years, maybe a year, um, if they pull something out like trading for Le'Veon Bell. Not that that's going to happen. But
1: that would be insane. You mean sign Le'Veon Bell next year when he's a free agent? Um, that could yes. be. That could be uh, what they do. My only question about the Jets really is: Is Todd Bowles good? Because I'm really not sure.
0: Uh, I, he's not I, I yeah, I think uh, I think Todd Bowles he he won't win you any games, but I'm also kind of confident he's not going to lose you very many games. He he feels very bland.
1: So this is what bothers me about Todd Bowles and the Jets situation. I feel like when you get the franchise quarterback that you believe will be the face of your franchise for the next what ten years, maybe fifteen years, the way quarterbacks have played these couple de- these couple decades, especially between Phil Rivers, Eli Manning, and Ben Roethlisberger, let's say Darnold sticks around for that for that same amount of time, you want to have a coach that's going to be you want the rookie coach rookie quarterback combo, and I, I don't know if Bowles is the guy that you're going to have sticking around for the future of your franchise, so why not just change now?
2: I mean the way the way I view coaches is, and I, I said this on our on our Giants podcast is basically you're looking for there's only a handful of guys that are going to be your Sean McVay's and your Bill Belichick's, the guys that are going to actually do things to help you win games. Then you have the crop of quarter or coaches that put your players in ad, advantageous positions to win games. They don't get in the way, but they don't do anything to help you lose. And then you have Coaches who are terrible, and they do things like Hugh Jackson that causes your team to lose games. They could easily win. So I think he's in that middle pack. I think he's in that pack of of coaches that he's not going to get in the way. He's going to put his players in advantageous positions. It's just so hard to find a coach that's going to be like Sean McVay, going to be like Bill Belichick, Andy Reid. Like it's very difficult to find those nowadays.
1: Totally understandable. Let's go to the Dolphins. Speaking of interesting coaching, (sighs) Uh, their number is six point five. I. I mean, Jay Cutler no longer on the team. That's automatically a couple more losses for me personally. I know Tannehill. He's, it's finally his breakout year. He's 30. So that's good news. God. Yeah. Right, guys, Ryan Tannehill is 30 years old. That feels That's great. crazy. Yeah. Not good. Uh, other than... Has he played a full season? Okay, let's... Uh, yes. I believe so. Two years ago, I believe. He had his coming out. Uh, here's, a, here's a fun game before we start. Let's name a player on the Dolphins who's an impact player. Okay, here we go. Greg.
0: Frank Gore. Just kidding.
1: Uh, uh,
0: mm. I, I, look, I will I will love Devontae Parker until the end of oh, time. Okay, that's a have I've invested, I've invested a lot of time running. in it. I can't do it
1: anymore. Yeah, done with that.
2: I'm over I, I think Kenyon Drake can be an impact player. I think Kenyon Drake's actually a good running back. Yeah, that's I just, he's also. stuck on the Dolphins. <laughs> that's the problem.
1: So uh, that makes me believe, like, I felt like the Jets, you named a couple players that were real blue chippers there, right. Greg. Uh, yep, sure did. I can't name one of the Dolphins, and maybe I'm missing right. out. Uh, and the, their number is higher than the Jets at six point five, and I would pound that under because, again, yep. I, I could see the situation where the Jets beat them twice. I really can. I mean, maybe they split, but I, I, I do believe Jets can squeak out games and have a better quarterback. Maybe Tannehill takes a step up this year. I just do not see it.
2: I mean, besides I think, Buffalo, I don't see a winnable game on their schedule.
1: I mean, I, it's football, so they'll win four or five, but right. I just it's so hard to predict them winning any. Currently.
0: I think uh, a sneaky first coach to be fired bet is Adam Gase. I just, I just don't think whatever his message is, it's not sticking in Miami and he hasn't assembled a roster that resembles a competitive team. And they are
2: a mess of an organization, man. If they fire Gase after everything they dismantled in this organization, just to fire the guy that they put all they bet everything on would be a,
1: a shit show. They are.
0: Sounds like something the yeah. dolphins would do. Yeah.
1: They They, are, are. they have not been well run. Uh, I think, I think that's all we have to say about the Dolphins. I mean, really... we what... not good. We're taking the under. Sorry,
0: Dolphins fans that are going to listen to this.
1: All two of you. And what may all two be, of you. Maybe one of you, honestly. Uh, Vinny, what's up? Now, uh... Pat,
0: Pat listens. Pet listens. Oh, I
1: forgot. Fins up. Fins up. Uh, Patriots, they're over-under. Is the highest over-under of the entire uh, podcast today. It is 11. Now, that seems like a ridiculously high number until you realize they automatically start with six wins. Now, if...
0: Well, yeah, if they go anything worse than 5-1 and one in division, uh, that's a massive, absolute, massive upset. Absolute
1: failure. Now, what's weird about the Patriots, and I feel like this is true every year, but especially this year, we're talking about blue-chip talent, right? Right. They have Gronk, They have Tom Brady. And then you look on offense and you go, who else is left? Who's their number two receiver? Uh,
2: their number two is bill dorsett yeah yeah, sure (laughs) (laughs) that's their number two
1: sure chris hogan's their number one right so you know they're waiting for waiting for edelman to get back you're gonna have to rely on gronk the defense is getting kind of it wasn't good last year uh as we saw in the super bowl and we're going to they're going to do trying to put a hodgepodge of group of players together again so this will be very interesting to see how the patriots get to 11 but i can't doubt them it's like the spurs they're always over
2: I I want to bet the under on this so bad. I don't think they're going to be as good as they were last year. I don't think they can win 11 games, but at the same time, it's the Patriots and I'm never going to bet against them. It's
1: 41, man. Yeah. It's not, it's not just that it's,
0: it's the AFC East is weak. As much as I like the jets and they're an up and coming team in a normal division. I don't think they're a seven win team. Not yet. At least they are a team I'd be worried about in a year or two, but, you shouldn't be fearful of the Jets this year. And we just went over that the Bills and Dolphins don't have shit. So yeah. I, I just – I don't know how the – the Patriots are going to get five wins in division, so you're asking them to win six games out of conference and a handful of those games will be in New England? I I just – I think there's too realistic of a path for them to get to 11. And as for their number two receiver, I mean, this is the Patriots. Their number two receiver is probably James White, Sony Michelle right. when he's healthy. Like, this team utilizes their running backs in the passing game more than anybody else, and they're going to keep doing that until Edelman comes back. And then even when Edelman comes back, they'll keep doing it then. They really have three pass catchers that aren't running backs, and then they're just going to dump the ball off to the running backs more times than not.
2: I think Gronk is going to have a disgusting year. He's going to be an absolute monster. I mean, especially for these first four games when you don't have Edelman. Correct me if I'm wrong,
1: is this Gronk's last year on contract?
0: Yeah, he's a free after this year.
1: Yeah, so they're going to run him into the ground. They used to protect him uh, and try to get him ready for the playoffs. I think this year they're going to lean on him. Because there were rumors rumors that he wanted to retire this year in the first place.
2: That's why I'm like, there's been a lot of turmoil. I don't know how much of it is real, but there's been a lot of reported turmoil in New England. And I think the end is coming soon, but I'm not sure when. I
1: feel like this is the last year for both Gronk and Brady. Now, I could be wrong but it just feels like it's all going to come to a head and there'll be some nasty stories that come out afterwards.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, Belichick wants to retire a legend. So he's gone when Brady's gone too late. They're
1: they're already fucking legends. I mean, I don't know. Brady's already the best quarterback of all time. And if you want another one, I don't even know how he ever gets passed. Uh, Let's go to the AFC North, a wonderful division. Let's start with the best team in the league, the Browns. Now, now shockingly. The Browns, uh, and Hugh Jackson is 1-34 in, in his last three seasons, correct? 1-31. Uh, one, one oh, Okay, so yes, I gave it. a few extra losses there. He's undefeated in the preseason, that's good. But, the Browns over-under is 6. So, that's the same as the Bills and Jets. I I like this team in a, that's kind of fun way. Uh, where Baker Mayfield could come out and play, I kind of like Tyrod Taylor. They do have some talent. Will Josh Gordon actually play? I don't know, uh, but I have. To, I, it feels like a push rather than something else. But if I was inclined, I've seen this story before, I'd have to go under.
0: The roster is good enough to win seven games. The coaching staff isn't. And I, I think if we've learned anything from Hard Knocks this season, it's that Hugh Jackson isn't a head coach. He's been abysmal. I don't know how anyone could watch Hard Knocks and come away saying, no, no, Hugh's, Hugh Jackson is a guy that can turn around a franchise. He just isn't. It's it's not who he is. He might be a great offensive coordinator. I'm not even convinced he's that because of how much exposure he's gotten on the show. This roster is talent laden. That defense is really good. If they could figure out what to do with Jabril Peppers, that defense can be dangerous. You got Miles Garrett. Uh, I still like Denzel Ward despite his back injury and the criticism he's gotten from Greg, Greg Williams. I would have loved it so much more if you had Miles Garrett and Bradley Chubb on the same defensive line, but that's neither here nor there. Um, And the offense has a ton of pieces. Whoever the quarterback is, has two bona fide wide receivers, a bona fide tight end, three running backs to play with, a decent to good offensive line. That offense should be good. It's just, Hugh Jackson's abysmal in a train wreck. With him as the head coach, I don't know if I can take the over. I want to, because this roster is talented, and I want the Browns to be good. I just... I don't see how Hugh Jackson coaches this team to seven wins.
2: This offense in a vacuum is a playoff team, I, or this team in a vacuum is a playoff team. I mean, if you didn't have Greg Williams pushing Jerel Peppers eight hundred yards into the into the end zone instead, and playing back in in deep center field instead of playing up and playing more of that like Landon Collins kind of role, um, and, and you didn't have Hugh making blundering mistakes to lose them games. I mean, this is a playoff team in in my opinion. I mean, you have star power and Jarvis Landry and Josh Gordon colors Hyde is still good. Um, you have Duke Johnson. Who's one of the best satellite backs in the league. Tyrod Taylor is a sneaky, good quarterback and Baker Mayfield's on the wings waiting for it too. David and is an absolute beast of a tight end and their line is good. I mean, it's not, it's it's average and it's, it's might be above average, but it's not a bad offensive line. And then like you said, you turn around this defense, they're littered with talent. I mean, they have a great, great set of cornerbacks, great defensive line. It's just the coaching staff and and, and they're they're like the anti Patriots for me. I wanna bet for them. I wanna bet them over six, but I just I can't. Just like I can't bet under for the Patriots.
1: I blame the Mets. But also, uh, well, they had a Mets GM for a while, you know
0: is they, the, the really? still there bro oh,
1: that's crazy <laughs> my, my my point there was how are how is this coaching staff I made the point about bowls but this is even more like unfathomable because you're this guy has won one fucking game dude How how is still Jimmy Haslam's there? a joke that's a joke man well poor Brad and the thing there.
0: is I like Todd Haley Todd Haley's a good offensive Todd coordinator good, you're
1: right I, I, but I, he was really good just, in Kansas he, City he was good in at Pittsburgh he's been good pretty much everywhere he's gone
0: the only, the only place Todd Haley wasn't good was as a head coach in Arizona, and that's fine. Some people just aren't head coaches. But you put Todd Haley on a staff where he's literally by himself, and I don't know what the fuck. You, you get the Cleveland Browns. That's what you get.
1: Yeah, well, there you go. Now let's go to the Bengals. Their over-under is seven. This is a weird line, because I'd hate the Bengals, and I feel like they're running it back for the 13th year in a row, and they actually are, which is the craziest part. Uh, but seven feels low for them. I just feel like they can go over. I think Dalton has done it before. I think their number is eight. They have a nice defensive line. I this AJ Green's still there. They have Joe Nixon, Mixon, who, uh, Joe Nixon, I, I am not a crook. Um, but he, he's, he's obviously a, a power running back. It could be a little shifty and provide offense for them. Uh, a, a seven feels too low. The number's really good. It's probably a push, but I could see it going eight.
0: The, the number is seven because of Marvin Lewis. If you put a different... I, how many bad head coaches are in the NFL right now?
1: The, how many? Good we've NFL already talked NFL. about...
0: We've talked about at least two.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, there's only a couple good ones. So it's like Reed, Belichick. I would McVay. say Sh- Sean McVay. I, I like... Uh, not Gruden. Um, Shanahan. Um, Shanahan. Yeah, I do like Shanahan in San Francisco.
0: I love Shanahan in San Francisco. Uh, Mike Tomlin is good at what he does. I don't think he's like a... a mastermind game manager. He's
1: unfortunately like the eighth best coach in the league. Doug <laughs> Peterson. Yeah, Doug, Doug's got to be up there. Big balls, Doug.
2: I think Shermer is going to end up being a good coach, not to be a homer or anything.
0: Zimmer, Z, the fact that we haven't mentioned Zimmer yet is a shame.
1: Yeah, true. And, yes, but after that, I think we've we've talked about everyone.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, just, why the fuck run back Marvin Lewis for the 700th year? You know what you have.
2: Because the NFL is a is a seniorocracy, not a meritocracy. It so, is so. sounds like the NFL age yeah, exactly. It is age. It is what what have you done in the past? What how much work have you put in? Not how good are you? What have you shown me lately? It's it's very much so based on the old. It's it's a, it's an old boys club. That's what it is.
0: Yeah, I uh, this is my least favorite division in football, just because I hate every team. And if I could, I'd take the under on every team. But some team is going to overperform, and I just think the Bengals are better than the Ravens. So I'm, I'll just I'll keep this one short and sweet. I would take the over on the Bengals, even though I hate Marvin Lewis. I'm not the biggest Andy Dalton fan in the world, and uh, Vontez Burfict can go fuck himself for sure. Hard. Yes,
2: for sure. I, I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm taking the over too. I mean, they they performed really poorly last year. Their offensive line is down. Joe Mixon was throttled by. Um, Marvin Lewis, I think this offensive line is better. A.J. Green is still A.J. Green. Andy Dalton is, I mean, he's a league average, he's a little above average quarterback, but but he's going to get the job done. I think Joe Mixon is going to do better. John Ross has kind of emerged, believe it or not, um, if Tyler Eifert stays healthy, which...
1: Well, what a sentence that is.
2: <laughs> if Tyler Eifert stayed... He's done it before. If Tyler Eifert stays healthy... The year is 2013. A, yes. Um, um, and they got a, they got a decent defense. I mean, I, I think... I think this is a, a an over-seven win team.
0: Speaking yeah, of, they'll probably win nine. It'll be the most boring nine-win season in a NFL. <laughs> and ever they'll right.
1: be the sixth wild card. Uh, speaking of liking the Bengals more than the Ravens, the Ravens number is like, what the fuck? The Ravens number is 8.5. I don't care. Yeah. Tell no me idea why. why. Again, this is for, from CBS Sports. Don't yell at us. The Ravens, if, if the Ravens number is actually 8.5, where can I bet the under or immediately? Because Mybookie.ag. there you go. That's a nice plug for something that doesn't sponsor us. Um, <laughs> uh, I would love, I, I would love to do that. I might, because I just don't see how this team gets to 8.5. Like Joe- the only way
0: they get, the only way they get the 8.5 is if Joe Flacco gets benched after week two and Lamar Jackson like reinvigorates yeah, has the team. an RG three level rookie season. I just, yes. I
1: just can't see otherwise their receivers are like, what? Uh,
0: I, I will 100% say, and Tim knows this. I am. If, if I'm not the biggest Lamar Jackson fan in this world, Tim might be. I think he's going to be special, and you, I would have I would have taken him – I would have had no hesitation taking him over Darnold or Allen whoa. in the first round.
1: Okay, Allen. Um, I need I-
2: to go look at the over-under for the game that, that um, Lamar Jackson starts and maybe go ahead and bet that. I don't know what it is, but when it was like a month ago, it was like week – 12 or week 10 or something like that you need to go hit that bet with something because I, I just don't see any way he doesn't take
1: over this year it's uh, a very He's, interesting situation i mean they've lost their tight end already uh, for the first month their rookie tight end who yeah. actually like hayden hurst well they yeah. drafted
0: two tight ends luckily so they should be okay
1: Dumb move well not, not anymore
2: this, I, this team is not I, I don't i mean you have a 30 year old michael crabtree a vertical receiver and the AJ picks for receivers is like 28, 29. Um, he yeah. hasn't had a good season since 2016 with an MVP-level Derek Carr. And this age, Joe Flacco is definitely not MVP-level Derek Carr. And then you have a mediocre defense. Jimmy Smith, isn't he? Is suspended for like two weeks or something. Or two yeah, weeks, he's
1: going
0: like to miss the start of the season. Right. I,
1: not a good defense. I, I have something to admit. In an hour and five minutes, I have my only fantasy football draft of the year. Who is the Ravens starting running back?
0: Alex Collins. Uh, Yeah. Sure. And he's getting decent buzz, but I don't know. Is he any different than Chris Carson, who's starting in Seattle? I would take Collins over Carson. Weren't they
1: both in Seattle?
2: No, Carson – wasn't Carson on the Packers?
1: Maybe I think Collins was on the Packers. Anyway (laughs) – yeah, you, you can double check. We'll, on, on the Seahawks, we'll okay. go to the last team in the AFC North to try to pick this pace up a little bit here. The Steelers at 10 and a half. Greg, you <sighs> can take this one because uh, I'll go after you.
0: Yeah, here's the problem. And I, I've basically talked myself into this now. If I don't like the Ravens and I don't trust Hugh Jackson and I don't think the Bengals are going to win 10 games, then just by default, I have to go over on the Steelers. I don't want to. I don't think this team is very special at all i think this receiving core is dynamic it's incredible how the steelers just load up on receivers every fucking year and they always find a guy in the second round that just blows up uh does big ben have one more big year in him maybe but his body is has been falling apart for the last five years and at some point it's just going to give out the defense is fine um The running game without Le'Veon Bell is nothing to be desired about, or excited about. But at the same time, it 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 sucks. But someone in this division is going to win eleven games, and I am hard pressed to say the Bengals are that someone. So if it's not the Bengals, then it's the fucking Steelers, and I don't want to go over on them. I don't. I don't want to. I hate this fucking team. I don't think it's that good. I think they're a first round exit waiting to happen. They're going to be the most overhyped football team. If if they get off to a hot start and everyone starts fucking ass banging the Steelers, good for you. They're gonna lose in their first playoff game. I just someone is gonna win eleven games in this division, and it's the fucking Steelers, and I hate it.
2: I'm I'm right there with you. I mean, I, I the only thing I disagree with, I think James Conner's still pretty good running back. And you if you look at their splits without Le'Veon Bell, they scored actually more points on offense without Le'Veon Bell, and they had like a 1% less winning percentage without Le'Veon Bell. So I'm not worried about this team, if Bell doesn't play till week 10. Um, I, I think James Conner will fit in just fine, uh, but I, but I agree with you. I mean, someone's, someone's got to win 11 games in that division and, and looking at their schedule, I mean, it's possible. I mean, Oakland, they play Oakland, play Oakland once they play Cincy twice, uh, Baltimore, Cleveland, uh, Tampa Bay, Kansas city, who I think will have a poor defense. I, I think, I think they can win 11 games.
0: One of my favorite low-key stats in the NFL is since the Browns have re-entered the NFL, Ben Roethlisberger is the winningest quarterback in Cleveland. My
1: favorite stat. It's the best. That is amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, I just don't see how this team... The team has too many... Even without Le'Veon Bell, has too many weapons. Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, even some of the other wide receivers on this team. Elliot Rodgers. I, 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 James, James Washington, Washington
0: is low-key such a fun pick. Yeah, the Steelers. It, it fucking so pisses good. me off that the Steelers got James Washington because they're going to bring out the best in him, and I'm fucking sick of them getting these <laughs> wide receivers.
1: And and the offense is just going to be as long as Ben can throw the ball, and God knows how long that is. It could be week three for all I know. Big Ben's walking boot coming out soon. But I, I just don't see how this team doesn't get – it doesn't doesn't put up infinite numbers every single week, and they go for two all the time, and they should because they have the offense to do it. Uh, right. I'm with you, Greg, on the first round exit. It is all smoke and mirrors. The defense has been very questionable for a few years now, uh, but I can't. I, I'm going to take the over hesitantly. Let's move on to the AFC South. I'm moving chugging all along here. Uh, let's go with the Colts first. Their number is seven point five. What under. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's too good of a division. It's it's not even... It, one, it's a knock on the Colts' defense. But two, th- this division's sneaky. Maybe the deepest division second, in the sec-
1: NFL. Second deepest division. We'll get to it.
0: Yeah, it's it, it's tough. I Some team won't win... A talented team won't win seven games in this division because the other teams are just too good. And I think the Colts are that team. Uh, I like I that Lux Pack. The NFL's more fun with him. But that defense... That defense is a solid two years away from being respectable. And it's also a problem that sixth round pick Deion Kane blew out his ACL. And that was a major blow to the offense.
1: Uh, that's my point. I'm going to keep this short and sweet with the Colts. Love Andrew Luck. Good for the league. Very fun. The only reason this number is 7.5 is because he's back. I'm not sure how long he'll be back for. remember four months ago, he couldn't throw a football. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and say, especially because this roster in general is very untalented top to bottom. I'm going to take the under hard here. Tim, finish this one up. I'm there.
2: I'm taking the under. I looked at the defense the other day, and I don't think I recognized a single person in that secondary. They're going to get passed all over. It's going to be rough. And we don't know how – I mean, I took Andrew Luck as my quarterback in the last round of my my fantasy league, but I don't – I'm not 100% confident that he still has the velocity to drive the ball downfield 40, 50 times a game that he's going to need to. Uh, They've got an improved offensive line, but – they have a rookie Jordan Wilkins and injured uh, Marlon Mack as their running backs. I, I just don't see this team winning seven games, especially in this division. that's pretty stacked.
1: Let's move on to the Titans. Their over-under is eight wins. Uh, sneaky Titan teams this year. I, I really like a lot of the moves they've made. Uh, Marcus Mariota in another, another year. Could, could this be his breakout year? I think eight is really hard because it feels like the exact number they'll be pushing, right? They just feel like an eight-win team to me, mostly because the Texans and the Jaguars, I think, are better teams.
0: Uh, The only way the Titans get more than eight wins is if the Jaguars' offense takes a significant step backwards, in my mind. And it's not impossible. Blake Bortles is still the quarterback there, and they lost Marquise Lee for the season. Um, I think the best thing that's going to happen to the Titans is Marcus Mariota doesn't have Mike Malarkey around anymore. Mike Vrabel um,
1: instead. I, I like Vrabel. Like this Vrabel.
0: defense. The defense is very good. Uh, there are a lot of guys that casual football fans won't recognize name wise, but that's a very talented group of defensive players that they have there. It yeah, like I said, it's tough. Um, I think the Titans are a team that in if they were in the North or the East, they'd win ten games easy. But they're stuck in the South, and I I would I would say push. I would say. They're either they're not winning less than seven, but it's hard to imagine them winning more than nine.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I'll, I'll take the push. I think Mariota is going to have a resurgence. I think he's going to show us he is what we thought he was two years ago. Um, it's a better offensive line. They finally have an offensive coordinator or, or sorry. They finally have a head coach that isn't, is isn't as stale as we old bread. You've got. It's solid running back in Derrick Henry for the first two downs. And then you have the lightning of Dion Lewis, who I think when healthy is, is one of the best all purpose backs in the league and not he's, he's not a bell cow, but, but he, or he's not a workhorse, but he can, he can do a lot. And Corey Davis, I think is going to be huge year and show us what happened at the end of the season in the playoffs was not a fluke. And then uh solid Delaney Walk is always solid. So I, I think this team, I think they'll push. They could win nine games. It just kind of depends, like you said, on on the Jags, which we'll talk about on on their offense. Well,
1: let's go to the Texans now. I, again, I feel like the Titans will push. there at exactly eight. So stay away from me. The Texans are at eight eight point five. Uh going over. It's mostly because I'm in love with Deshaun Watson and the offense they're going to put around him. Will Fuller try, will return. to tell you,
0: Ryan. I was was I I mean I, I I I'm not gonna say I need to do this. I I have been on the Deshaun Watson bandwagon since he lost the national title game. You
1: were the guy. You called your shot on him and and you were correct. So he's
0: special. He's fucking special. If this defense can play up to the offense's potential, this team could win. Every year there's one team that we don't see coming that wins north of twelve games, right? Last year was the Rams. Um I think the Texans are this that team this year.
1: I, I could it's, easily it, see them winning eleven.
0: It, Deshaun Watson special. I wish Deontay Foreman was healthy because I think he's a more dynamic back than Lamar Miller. So it's yes. a bummer that he's going to miss the beginning part of the season. Yeah,
1: it's a big. Problem. Watson
0: just has so many weapons to play with, and if that offensive line can block even a little bit, that offense is going to be electric, and they could score thirty points a game in their sleep. You know, I. I-
2: I hadn't looked at their schedule until just now, and and I really wanted to take the under when I first saw that because I think Deshaun uh, Deshaun Watson's gonna take a step back. I mean, I mean he had he had the most efficient quarterback season ever. It was absurd the touchdown rate he had. I think he's gonna take a step back in, in efficiency. I think he'll have more volume, obviously, and I think he'll be he'll, he'll be just as good of a passer. I just know he will take a step back efficiency efficiency wise and so will Will fuller but then i'm looking at the schedule and i'm like wow there's a lot of games on here that can win new york indy dallas buffalo miami and then washington that is, cleveland that is tasty indy, tim new york can, jets
1: let me get East. that over that's an 11 win schedule
2: I'm, I'm with you i'm taking the over i i think i think uh, watson's gonna be just as good hopkins is gonna feast as usual i think lamar miller is gonna do fine and and the defense when healthy is is a solid defensive front I, I'm, I'm taking the over
1: moving on to the last team in the afc south that is the jaguars or the jaguars uh at number nine they have for the over under number nine number nine number nine what are we feeling with the jaguars mostly because this feels like exactly where they should be blake bortles uh well he's Blake Bortles as much as I, I've enjoyed his recent interviews and such and his Wikipedia club experiences. Uh but I just don't see other than the defense, I I don't see that offense really lighting things up at all.
0: Yeah, that's the thing though. It's the best defense in the league. By, uh, by a lot. Yeah, well, the Bears yeah. now have a oh, very good I, argument. I guess to make. you could
1: make a case for the Vikings. Those are the big three.
0: Yeah, but it's it's still to me the best defensive unit in the league. But that offense, what the fuck is that offense? Not, not even just Blake Bortles. You can't let a Marquise Lee knee injury be a crippling blow. That shouldn't be the position you have a team in. You can't be that reliant on Marquise Lee to be your number one receiver. Why, why did you even let yourself get in that situation? I, I don't understand what the goal was with this offense. If you're going to have Blake Bortles at a quarterback, you need to put weapons around him. And as great as Leonard Fournette is, there's zero reason for opposing defenses not to put eight guys in the box on every drive. Make Blake Bortles beat you, and I'm not convinced he can.
2: I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pivot off you guys. I, I'm not as worried about this team as, as I initially was. I think I mean, they have a generational defense. In, in, I mean, Jalen Ramsey and AJ Boye are the best cornerback duo in the league. Um, and AJ or in Sorry, Jalen is probably the best corner in the league next to Patrick Peterson. You have a solid defensive front with Klyas Campbell. You have a a really good running back in in Leonard Fournette with an above-average offensive line last year, and then they just got Andrew Norwell. I think that that offensive line is going to be even better this year to protect Blake Bortles to give him time. And I think Keelan Cole is sneaky, sneaky good.
0: Um, I, I I like Keelan Cole if he's not your number one option. If Keelan Cole is your slot receiver, he can do a lot of dynamic things for your offense and kind of fly under the radar each week and then blow up on Sundays. But if Keelan Cole is going to be your number one guy, how did you let this happen?
1: Yeah, that's a bad – it's a failure on the GM's part. That's what happens when you let Allen Robinson walk. That's a problem. I like Allen Robinson a lot too. Uh, I'm really
2: high on Keelan Cole this year though, so I, I think uh, – I guess what was their win total again nine it was nine I, i'm gonna take the over
1: i'm taking the over reluctantly uh but i do feel like it's a push this is a good number by vegas's part i think they can get to 10 i'll take the over
0: yeah i'd push the the, the texans over the colts under and then i got two pushes here
1: agree let's go to the afc west to finish out the afc the broncos at 7.5 that feels mighty high
0: it does the defense is going to be so fun to watch I am so excited. I, I honestly will tune in the Broncos games just to see what Von Miller and Bradley Chubb do on the first three downs of each drive. That's insane that those are your edge rushers for <laughs> a defense. It, does, it almost doesn't matter what the, what else you have on defense. Seems good. Those guys are fucking monsters. Absolutely. Uh, the, the problem is as Case Keenum is so much better than whatever they had last season. But that there's your problem. The fact that Case Keenum is a massive upgrade for you at quarterback is questionable. Um at the same time, I'm gonna take the over. I think it's an eight win team. Mostly because they can thank the Raiders. Because whatever the Raiders number is, I'm pounding the fuck out of that under.
1: Yeah, we're gonna talk about that right now, actually. Tim, you taking the under or the over for the Broncos?
2: I'm taking the over. I mean, Royce Freeman's gonna be a stud. Um Case Keenum's a better quarterback than everybody thinks. Solid defense and Demarius Thomas uh Emmanuel Sanders are going to be are going to be perfectly serviceable and if Cortland Sutton emerges this is a this is a pretty solid team so I'm gonna take the under I'm gonna, don't forget Jake Butt don't forget
1: Jake, Jake, but. Jake Butt I, always Jake Butt I uh I'm gonna go against you guys I'm gonna say they're a seven-win team I'll take the under the Raiders are an eight-win <laughs> team according to CBS currently now this number may be wrong but at the time of recording because I can't see how any way this is possible. Take my money, please. Uh, the John Gruden era is off to a rocky start, to say the least. It seems like he's already lost the locker room. They traded their best player at Covil Mac to the Chicago Bears. And now they have an eight-win schedule ahead of them. I do not believe so.
0: Yeah, if you said the over-under on this team was five and a half, I'd still be tempted to take the under. I really don't know how this team wins more than five games next year. Uh, I, I would expect Amari Cooper to be better than he was last year. I would expect him to be the Amari Cooper we've come to expect. I still like Derek Carr. I just – I I would not ever trust John Gruden. I don't think John Gruden was that special of an NFL head coach, and he hasn't coached in a decade.
1: I just don't um, see how that, you paid him for 10 years. That's absolutely a mistake.
2: And then he blows up your team. I, I'm taking the under two. I mean, I, th- I think Amari Cooper is going to have a really good season. I think Derek Carr is going to return – more towards where he was two years ago, but uh, this defense is bad. And besides Amari Cooper, who they've washed Jordy Nelson, I, I, think, I, I think I'll think i pass. I'll take the under.
0: Yeah, if you want a sneaky good survivor pick for week one and you don't want to take the Saints at home over the Bucks, the Rams on the road in Oakland feels real, real strong like a lock.
1: Let's go uh, finally to the Chiefs. <laughs> we've been waiting. Oh. So the chiefs number is 8.5. And this is interesting to me because especially I think their roster is pretty good. Sammy Watkins joined the team this year, but Patrick Mahomes is a big wild card for me. And I'm not sure how, how I feel about him. So 8.5 is an interesting number, but Andy Reid seems to get the most out of his quarterbacks, no matter the situation. Uh, this is a tough one. Cause it feels like they could be an 8-win team very easily, but I'm going to trust the system, Then they'll lose in the first round of the playoffs, and have to be a 9-win team, and I'll go over. I
0: hate Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I hate him almost on the same level I hate Josh Allen. I think he is just fucking trash. I To this day, I, I've never laughed harder during an NFL draft when I saw the Chiefs traded up for a quarterback, and it wasn't Deshaun Watson. It it will go down as one of the dumbest moves on draft day in hindsight. That happened I twice have, that draft,
1: by the way. It happened twice.
0: Yeah, I. The, we'll get to the Bears because if I if I had a bottom three quarterback ranking, it would go in order: Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, Mitch Trubisky. Um, I I can't stand Mahomes, and I know Andy Reid is like a QB whisperer. This is the guy that made Alex Smith basically a top five quarterback last year. So Mahomes will put up numbers. The pieces are it, it's hard to imagine being in a better offensive system for you to succeed. Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Kareem Hunt. I don't know how any quarterback could fail with that. Sammy Wong, but I'm excited him. I'm excited for Patrick Mahomes to be that quarterback. Wow. I'm going under. Fuck the Chiefs. I, I can't stand him.
2: I am less worried about Patrick Mahomes than you are. I, I don't think he's the elite level talent that everybody thinks he's gonna be, but I'm I'm not I don't think he's trash. But if you think he's gonna be as good as Alex Smith was last year, who had the best deep ball per- completion percentage, you're out of your goddamn mind. There is no way he's going to repeat that. Um, but he still has a solid team. Like you said, Tyree Killer, Travis Kelsey, Kareem Hunt, Sammy Watkins. It, it's it's still a solid team. Their defense is suspect, but but I'm I'm gonna push. I, you can't, I can't you can't push, it's
1: 8.5.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I know. <laughs> Take the under. Yeah. Eight,
1: okay.
0: Eight I I don't have a lot of rules when it comes to quarterbacks. One of them is never trust the son of a former New York Mets reliever. And, <laughs> and I that's Pat Mahomes. Not gonna do it. How many qualify for that uh that status? That's one. I think it's only Pat Mahomes. Uh
1: oh, well. The final team in the AFC, and then we'll move on to the NFC, is the Chargers, and their number is nine point five. The Chargers lost Over. a lot of heartbreaking games, but they have a loaded roster and a veteran quarterback and Philip Rivers, who I semi-trust. If Keenan Allen can stay healthy, that's a fun set that's also. Uh, This team could be very good. 9.5 seems low to me. I think they're an 11-win team. I'm going over. Tim, you are also going over.
2: Yep, this is my AFC Championship team.
0: Oh, that... I'm going over as well, uh, again, because I just hate the fucking Chiefs. Um, If Injury Bug is hitting the Chargers hard already, but they have the depth to sustain it a little bit. And I will just repeat my favorite point that gets Giant fans angry the most: Philip Rivers would have won at least two Super Bowls with the Giants, too, okay, maybe we're more. Not,
1: we're not going to get to this because we have a time limit. of, of uh, t-
0: Just <laughs> I'm just putting that practice. out there for the world to know. That is an opinion I have, and it's probably my hottest take of all time. The Giants would have won at least two Super Bowls with Philip Rivers.
1: Tim, too. you could come back on. We'll hit that one up. Um,
0: yes, I could. I, Tim and I could probably do two hours on it. And Let, I'm very oh, excited.
1: Sure. Let's go to the NFC East. Speaking of Tim's division. Uh, And we we will start with the Redskins. Their over-under is 7. It feels low. Because I think it's 8. Now, Alex Smith is the new quarterback there. Maybe Andy Regis got him paid. The Redskins are notorious for paying people that did not perform on their team and overpaying them to play on theirs instead. They notoriously franchise-tagged Kirk Cousins multiple years and (laughs) denied him a long-term contract, so that was pretty funny. Uh, And they've already lost their running back for the season, I'm already talking myself out of this and if seven feels like a push at this point, I know I said a second ago it'll save low, but I will take the under.
0: yeah I, I think it's a push. I, I just I think it's a seven win team. part of it is again going back to uh the fact that I just don't think there's anything special about Jay Gruden. I don't know how he's the guy that's gonna get the most out of this team. Uh, at the same time, I the Redskins could easily be the team I'm the most wrong about. actually I've already changed my mind and here's why I changed my mind. We're going to talk about two other teams in this division that are going to win less games than the Redskins. The Redskins will get to eight games because I, I think they're better than the Giants and the Cowboys.
1: Let's get That's to the, how I kind of feel. Let's get to yeah, the Giants now. All right, well, I'm going to oh, disagree with God. you guys on the Giants. The Giants' number is also seven, but I feel like they um, are a nine-win team.
0: No. I think you're crazy. I will take That, a that offensive line is still a travesty, and you can no, put as no, many man. offensive weapons around Eli Manning as you want. You, you have to give him time, and if you're not going to give him time, it doesn't fucking matter.
2: My rant. Yeah. This team's going one and six in six in to start the season. And, oh. and there's just no way it's not happening. This team's going one in six. That right side of the offensive line is abysmal. It is awful. And if you think that just because Eli can see himself getting sacked this time instead of blindsidedly pushed into by Eric Flowers, you're delusional. I mean, I the offensive pieces are electric with Saquon Barkley, Odo Beckham, Evan Ingram but this defense is one injury away from being a bottom five defense in the league. And the is offensive that, line is, is already.
0: Is that one injury to Landon Collins? Cause I can't think of if, if you lose Landon Collins in that secondary, do you even have an NFL caliber secondary?
2: No, it's, it's Janoris Jenkins and Landon Collins. And after that, it's, it's a whole, well, snacks Harrison, but after that, it's a whole bunch of crap. So if Landon Collins goes down or Janoris Jenkins goes down, this defense is bottom five in the league. And it's not even close. I am, Shocked that this team is is projected at, at seven wins. It's, I just don't see a way it happens. I at best this is a six and ten team, in my opinion.
1: I'm going nine wins. I'll take the over. <laughs> how? I don't get it. You, how? You,
0: how Tim, he doesn't have a father figure in his life. I just, I
1: just believe I just believe in the offensive talent and they find a way to make it happen. Mostly because I really I've talked myself out of the Redskins and this next team, the Cowboys are are have an 8.5 Over under eight and a half games there. Uh I just don't see how the Cowboys win five games. I'm I'm, with you
0: there too. uh, Yeah, I think I think the Cowboys are gonna be stupendously bad. And again, another sneaky good coach to take in your first coach fired pool is Jason Garrett.
1: Yeah, fuck Jason Garrett.
2: Um he he qualifies more than than I would uh whoever we were arguing earlier. I I only read
0: I put Adam Gates in there because it's the Dolphins and they've done stupider things.
2: Fair. Fair. I think Garrett is sneakily one of the most overrated. Not sneakily, it's, it's pretty loud. One of the most overrated coaches in the league. Um, this Just, organization has run so poorly. Here's my question: Do we overrate?
0: J- I think it's a pretty unanimous opinion that Jason Garrett is ass.
1: Yeah, I think everyone thinks that.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't I mean, know many surrounded people. by loud Cowboys fans, that right? Think like so. if you if you eliminate loud Cowboy fans that can never see a flaw in their team. Uh, shout out to my father, who is one of them. Just, I don't think you. I don't think you can find a fan of the NFL who would say, I wish Jason Garrett was my head coach.
1: No way. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Let's go to the Super Bowl champs. The Eagles, they're 10 and a half. That roster still stacked. Carson Wentz not performing week one, but I believe in Big Dick Nick. Uh, and I think they could take the Falcons to the break there. If they do lose that Falcons game, it'll be very interesting to see. The, well, you have to say to yourself, like, well, if they win the Falcons game, they probably get to 11 wins. I, I, I can't see how they don't. The team is just so talented from top to bottom. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that they're going to easily get 11 wins here.
0: Yep. Uh, Again, I'm a believer that someone in every division has to win at least 10 games, unless it's a a hilariously terrible division. The Eagles are the best team in this division, with or without Carson Wentz at quarterback. They're so deep everywhere that even one injury to one person, like Alshon Jeffrey, is not going to play week one. No fucking problem. They'll be fine.
1: They drafted a uh, a tight end called Guter, Guter? And uh, he will be the second good seed- air. Yeah, yeah.
0: D- Dallas Goddare. Uh
1: I I've, I've read and watched some tape on him. I know what you're thinking. You hate football. Yeah, well, uh, I watched a little bit, and he looks like an absolute stud already, and like he's ready to play. And he'll be taking Jeffrey's spot right off the bat. I do you think Alshon Jeffrey's a tight end, Ryan? No, but they're going to use him in the passing game. Okay,
0: I just wanted to double check because you said some weird things in this podcast. Nope, the I know.
1: Yeah, I, I I'm aware that Jeffrey is a wide receiver formerly of the okay. Bears. Got it,
0: got I got just it. wanted to make sure. Got yeah, it, Eagles it. are good. I, I I don't think it's I don't think we're breaking news by saying that. Got your back. It, I think
2: it's gonna be a little bit rough for them. I, I still think they'll win ten games, but but there's a lot of games they can lose on the schedule. I mean, Minnesota, Carolina, Jacksonville, New Orleans, Los Angeles, Houston. I mean, there's there's some games
0: I really but, think they have no chance of winning. But who do they lose to in their own division? So we're asking I we're asking them to win five non game. non division games. I th- they might split
2: a game with Washington, and they might mm-hmm. split a game with the Giants. I, I I I if I'm betting, I'm picking I'm picking them to sweep the Giants. But it, this division is probably for me the weirdest in football. I, I, there it always seems like there's. Games like last year, the Giants had no business pushing the Eagles as far as they did, and they almost won that game. Just the weirdest things happen in this division to me. The rivalries are crazy. I think they might go under.
1: That's like your opinion, man. Let's go to NFC North. We have the Bears at the lowest here at six and a half. This
0: sigh. I, yeah, well, I want the Bears to be good. It's just... I'm with you.
1: But I, don't, have, I don't think they are. I like Will Mack a lot. I don't think it changes. I will it gives them two more wins. I'm going to take the under here. I'm not a Mitchell fan at all.
0: I My favorite bet every week in football is the under on completions for Mitchell Trubisky. You can't make it low enough for me. <laughs> I, I made so much money off that shit last year. It, they're, they're like... There are only a few bets that I consider guarantees. The under in the first five innings of any Jacob DeGrom start is free money. And the under on completions from Mitchell Trubisky is also free running. The thing that sucks is the Bears have so many weapons for him. They have Trey Burton. I think he's getting a little bit overhyped. Everybody loves him. But he's still a fascinating pass-catching tight end that they're going to feature in their offense. I love Anthony Miller. He was one of my favorite wide receiver prospects in the draft. That's the team that signed Allen Robinson, Ryan. uh, That's another fantastic target to work with. And it's such a good defense. And at the same time... I can't overlook the quarterback. Trubisky's, Trubisky blows, and they're in a very tough division. Uh, I would I would say your best-case scenario for the Bears with Trubisky at the helm is seven wins. I, I would personally take the under as well, unfortunately. I don't want to. This team is good. It's just if if this team had Alex Smith at quarterback, I think they could win 10, 11 games. Like, just a league average quarterback. Jeez. Anyone but Mitch Trubisky, except Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen.
2: I'll probably take the under two. I think I think Trubisky's a year away. Um, Are I, you away from retirement? S- <laughs> no, a year. I think I think Trubisky
0: could be a serviceable,
2: serviceable
0: quarterback.
1: What's Trubisky's ceiling though? It's like, is it Alex Smith? It probably is.
2: Probably, yeah. I don't. I don't right think Alex Smith.
0: Could that good. I think his ceiling is probably more like Andy Dalton.
2: Well, discount Alex Smith's last season. Discount the outlier season of his career.
0: At, at the think- same, Alex Smith is still a like maybe the bona fide definition of a game manager. Like, if Alex Smith is your quarterback, you're going to have a chance to win every day. He's not going to be the reason why you have a chance to win. But if you have pieces around Alex Smith, he won't do anything to take away from that. Right. I don't see Mitch Trubisky ever being that guy. I think he's bad. I Look, again, I'm, I'm a guy who I love college football. And I'm not saying how good you were in college football is how good you'll be in the NFL. But I think it fucking means something that Mitchell Trubisky couldn't start at UNC, not necessarily a football powerhouse until his junior year, and then he couldn't win more than eight games. That means something to me.
2: Yeah, I, I I think I just feel so good about this team because their defense was already good, and they got
0: Khalil back. and That defense better. is so I, – I, I pain for that defense because that, that's a playoff-caliber defense, and they're stuck not, playing with Mitch Trubisky. Can you not see a
2: scenario where – not that they're winning the Super Bowl, but this turns kind of into the 07 Giants sort of defense starts winning them games?
0: Uh, yeah, Trubisky got hurt at some point. Their backup quarterback is not hurting the team. I don't I, even know. Who's there? Mike Lennon's not their backup anymore, right? Didn't they cut him?
1: I think it's been him for um, two years, but maybe they cut him. I don't know. Uh, I think, they think cut he's him. still the roster, I'm pretty sure. We'll I'm going to look this we'll, up. You, we'll move on. You guys
0: talk about the next team, and I'll, I'll have you a Bears The Lions
1: too. at 7.5. Matthew Stafford and the Revolutionary Lions, who won a bunch of games on the stretch last year, are very close. Uh, I still hate this roster, and I can't find a way I'd go over 7.5. It's mostly because I really like the next two teams uh, enough to to pick them to win their overs, and I, I'm going to take the Lions going exactly seven wins, which would be the under. I'm with you
2: there. I'm taking the under two. Um, I mean, the, still a talented offense. I think Carry On Johnson's going to be great. Do, do you great. like Golden I Tate? I great. mean,
1: I'm really not. I, do.
2: I actually like Golden Tate.
1: Huh. Um,
2: I, I I think I think it's a solid. It's obviously not. They're not going to be a division winner, but Matthew Stafford's a good quarterback um uh, between Tate and Marvin Jones you got two solid wide receivers and then and then their they're running back situation they need to sort it out I think carry Johnson should start but whatever their line is better um uh, they grabbed I think they grabbed the best guard in the draft or the best tackle in the draft
0: um hey don't a, you be smart Mike McGlinchey in San Francisco I'm so sorry
2: um but this this offensive line is better than it was last year and, and a, they're a solid team um but I'm I'm gonna take the under two just because, like you said, of the next two teams.
0: Yeah, I, I think the lions are shit. I take the under. I hate Red Patricia. <laughs> I think he's gonna be a terrible coach. Uh, that's really my only thoughts on the lines. Cool. Chase Daniel is the Bears backup quarterback. Not I think chase. chase Daniel would do better with this team than Mitch Trubisky.
1: Probably. Um, Where is Mike Glennon? I he's gone. He's gone. The next two teams, I'm gonna do both at the same time because I feel like it's appropriate. It's the Vikings and the Packers, and they both are over under ten. And I'm gonna take the over on both. I just feel like a full year of Aaron Rodgers, who just got paid! Uh, and he's he's obviously the best quarterback. Well, you can make a case for Tom Brady, but I, I still think Rodgers is the best quarterback, bar none, in the NFL. And uh, if he stays healthy, that he makes that team over 10 wins. And the Vikings roster is absolutely stacked. Kirk Cousins uh, is an upgrade over Case Keenum. I don't think that's an argument. And they have a lot of offensive firepower. Both these teams are going to be ready to play and will probably both win 11 or 12 games.
0: Yeah, I think there's a very good chance both teams win 12. The Vikings are incredible. Uh, 10 feels like it's a little low. I guess it's it's 10 because, again, if the Bears can just get anything out of their quarterback position, you have three very good teams in that division. Um, I think the Vikings... I will go out on a limb and say the Vikings are a safe bet to win the NFC North this year, and I like the Packers. The Packers are going to be that wildcard team that wins 11 games. And we're all saying to ourselves, this is a little nuts that they're only going to get one home game, blah, blah, blah. But I just, I think the Packers, unfortunately are in the same division as the best team in the NFC. And that's the Minnesota Vikings.
2: I'm going to take the oppo view. I think the Packers win this division. Um, they, they drafted two really good cornerbacks in this draft. Um, Josh Jackson's a stud. Uh, I think this team is going to be quite good. Uh, Devonte Adams got paid. Aaron Rodgers got paid. Uh, did the Jamal Packers Jamal also get Jair, was
0: Jair Alexander the other cornerback they took? I believe so. Um, I, I like Louisville players. I have no idea why I like Louisville players so much.
2: It's a solid team, and their defensive line is still good. Their offensive line is still good. I, I think I, I'm going to take – Aaron Rodgers is going to turn turn that team right to a playoff, that playoff berth and win this division with 11, and I'll take the Vikings at 10.
1: We've got two divisions left to finish this up. We're going to go with the NFC South – First, and the Jameis Winston-less Buccaneers at six and a half games. Uh, With I'm the all... first
0: overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Tampa Bay Bucks select. Those <laughs> are the words you're going to hear is... next, next year. I,
1: I don't need to say anything else. That's exactly how I feel. Let's go under.
0: Yep, under. Yeah, yep. I, 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 the fascinating thing would be there's a real scenario. I don't even think he has to play well, but Fitzpatrick could start more games this year than Winston, even after his suspension. I think they fucking hate Winston. How amazing is
2: it that they missed on Ronald Jones? He barely
0: made the team, right?
2: Yes. He had a miserable preseason. He's not good. So I, I, I'm i with you. I take the under. This team is not good.
0: It's bad. It's bad. Lock of the century. First week. First game for your survivor pool is the Saints at home against the Bucks. It's not it's even so close. Lock of the century. The lock next, of the century. The next, excited for the Saints to lose.
1: The next three teams is where things get crazy. Uh, I'm not gonna do it all at the same time, but we'll start with the Panthers. They're over under is nine man. I I really like Cam Newton. You know, Cam Newton's like MVP odds are like 134. That's ridiculous. Yep. Uh, he was MVP like two, three years ago. I just feel like he has some options now. DJ Moore is now a wide receiver for him. We'll see if he can actually, uh, Stone. become something. Uh, the team it has Luke Keekly. It has a lot of good uh, defensive players and it is a good roster. Uh, they're the lo- the third lowest with nine wins. Uh, I just see, I-, I think they're better than the Falcons, question mark? I'm really not sure. It's going to be tough. I'm going to take the over.
0: Twist my arm to say something negative about the Atlanta Falcons there, Ryan. Jeez. Um, yeah, the problem is Luke Keekley needs to stay healthy for that defense to work. Uh, I don't know if there's a defense. The Cowboys' defense might be more reliant on Sean Lee, but the Panthers' defense is super reliant on Luke Keekley being in the middle of that unit. And if you take Keekly away from it, it becomes incredibly pedestrian. With that said, my favorite fantasy football player this year is going to be Christian McCaffrey. I think they're going to utilize him perfectly. And as a Christian McCaffrey owner in a PPR league, I am thrilled to call him my number two running back uh, behind the God Todd Gurley in a dynasty league, I should say. I own those two players. Are
1: are, Are we bragging right now?
0: Yeah, we're we're bragging. I have, um, I have
1: Elliot and Barkley. Let's go.
0: Yeah, Elliot's gonna blow this year, bro. I got I got news for you. Um, yeah, yeah, the Panthers. The problem is that number is so spot fucking on. I, I don't know if this is a ten win team. I think in order for this team to be a ten win team, the Falcons are gonna have to take a significant step back. And fuck it, I hate the Falcons, so I'll say yeah, I'll go over.
2: Uh God, this is hard. Um. I'll take the over two. I, I don't want to bet against the Falcons because I think they're gonna turn it around, but uh.
0: Bet against the Falcons is so fun. This is the I'll best do I'll do it I'll take this is the is over. best
1: division in the NFL. This is the one I think is the it best is. At least. It is. Um let's do the next two together. Uh, in that case. The Saints of the Falcons are both nine and a half.
2: Oh awesome. pound that Saints over. Yes, so far over. That's an that's an easy eleven. I feel Thank. the
1: same way. I think the, I think the way this this finishes, this division finishes, is the Saints are one, the Panthers two, the Falcons three, the Buccaneers dead last.
0: Yes. I can see a I, scenario I, I, where the Falcons are below the Bucks. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, just fuck the Falcons, man. I just I fucking hate them. And living six years in Savannah made me really sour on the goddamn Falcons.
2: Yep, I, 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 I live in Georgia. I agree
0: with you. I also hate the Georgia Bulldogs. And it sucks because I used to love the Georgia Bulldogs before I moved to Georgia. And then it's just like, I just want those people to be unhappy a little bit. Yeah. And I, I know that's the thing way. that makes them unhappy.
1: Let's oh, that and like civil
0: rights, but whatever.
1: I think we – <laughs>
2: I think the Falcons can. It's hard to bet against Matt Ryan and Julio. No, Chase. it's not. It's really easy. I can teach you. It's a lot I mean, of fun. But I already hate them. I'm trying to be unbiased. Um, I, I Don't be. This is this is our podcast. Be as biased as you fucking want. Fair enough. The Falcons fucking suck. Yeah. Like, yeah.
1: yeah! Let's go! Uh, all right, uh, uh, guys, so guys hold on. I'm, I feel really left out. Let me try. The Falcons suck, right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I
0: will say, uh, no wide receiver duo intrigues me more than Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. That could be a lot of fun. I just wish they had a good win at helm.
2: But good Lord, please take the over on that Saints. If it's still nine and a half, that is
0: easy money there. That's yeah. that's my That's my NFC. Saints, Saints, Vikings uh, NFC. NFC Championship game for me this year, and that game is going to be dope.
2: Gentlemen, I mean the Saints are going to be great. Get got better, defense got better. Take the over, Kamara.
1: Gentlemen, we've made it the final division in our over under podcast, the NFC West, home of the over under for six wins, Cardinals. It's tough.
0: I like I like the bulk of what the Cardinals are doing. I trust me. I am the biggest Josh Rosen mark you're ever going to meet. Uh, oh yeah, Tim's I'm aware probably of this. Right behind me, I chosen true. Rosen is my guy. I fucking love him. He's going to be great. I think the Cardinals are doing the smart thing by starting Sam Bradford first. I I, I want to give Rosen as much time as he needs to be a very good quarterback. And there's nothing wrong with sitting a season. Uh, two but two with, with, with with Sam Bradford at the helm, am I supposed to go over with this team? I don't think so. Two games. You think it'll, games. you think Bradford will just start two games because he's going to get hurt? That Wednesday is fair. Year. Yeah, that's fair. Uh,
1: uh, I'm taking the under.
0: I, I think I think it's a six-win team. I'll push.
2: I'm pushing too. Um, I mean, David Johnson coming back is going to be big for them. But it's hard just because of the other teams in this division. Actually, I'll, I take that back. I'm going to take the over. Yeah, because you hate the I Seahawks as a, much as I do, don't you? Yes, I think it's a seven-win team.
1: I'm, I'm so Let's get to the Seahawks because I'm so conflicted about this team.
2: Nah, they fucking blow.
1: Okay. Yeah, they're gonna be terrible. Well, hold on, let me get inflicted real quick. Okay. <laughs> jump down my throat like that. I love the, doing uh, that. I'm so aware. The over under is seven and a half games. Nope. Now, now I, 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 there is some fishy reporting going on with this Russell Wilson deal. It kind of feels like Russell Wilson's the one key player they have. Uh, Earl, the, Earl Thomas came out on Instagram today and was like, yo, fuck you guys. This will not be forgotten. My career will go on for 10 more years, even though it's probably impossible. Um, and But yet, I still feel like they'll win eight games.
0: No. No. No I think way. Just, I, I honestly, if there's an offensive line in football worse than the New York Giants, you found it in Seattle. It's yeah. it's terrible. Oh,
1: man, I, I'm conflicted. I'm going to take the over mostly because I'm going to go under on the 49ers.
0: Oh, fuck you. I know. All right. Those would be fighting words. State state your case. The
1: 49ers are, are eight and a half games. I'm not sure Jimmy Garoppolo is as good as he's been so oh, far. Uh, this is the I most think, treasonous thing I you've think, ever said on the podcast. I think losing McKinnon for the year is a pretty big deal. I uh, sure don't. I don't really like his wide receiver his options. Or, uh, how do Okay, I uh, or, his, or his tight end. The defense uh, The defense has some problems. Foster is suspended for a couple of games for beating people. Yeah, I know. Um, and 8.5 seems really high. I think they're a year away from being that contending team.
0: I don't think you realize just how good that Niners defensive line is. Solomon Thomas, Eric Armstrong, and the god DeForest Buckner the guy. is fucking insane. That defensive line is a monster. Like if you want to try, if, if, as fun as the Broncos are going to be, Solomon Thomas, I think he flew under the radar last year. That guy, the fact that the Niners got draft picks to move back one spot and still take the guy they were going to take at two anyway, it is just so fucking good. The defense is really good. Jimmy Garoppolo is really good. I don't think Jarek McKinnon is that great. So losing him doesn't do anything for me. I wish they had a better option than Alfred Morris, and they're gonna quickly realize that Matt Breida is a better option than Alfred Morris. I like Morris. Matt
1: Breida, by the way. I think
0: I know better. you do because you have him on your fucking dynasty team. start. Breida's gonna start. Interesting. Gonna start. Interesting. Um,
1: gonna
0: make it. I, I am offended that you insulted Marquise Goodwin. That guy broke out in a big way last year. I am more offended you insulted my boy George Kittle, who is a legitimate starting NFL tight end. Okay.
1: These are true things. They the, are the true 90s, things, but I think they're not they're the not gonna they're not winning eight. nine games, Greg.
0: I think they are. I don't think they're going to, I don't think nine is going to be good enough to make the playoffs for them, but I, I think this team is one year away from being something special.
1: Dinner bet, nine games?
0: Yeah, 100%. Let's
1: go. Done. I, feel I like already owe like Taylor point. like
0: $100 uh, uh, for the fucking Atlanta Braves. I'm not happy about you it. You
1: absolutely do. I feel like we made a bet last year and we forgot about it. Um, we probably did. We probably did. The final team of the night, ladies. Well, hold count. on, hold on.
0: Oh. Wait to, to cut Tim out of this, Tim. You like the overrunner oh, on the Oh, my bad. We got argued. It's uh, oh, I thought you were going to the
1: bathroom.
2: I th- <laughs> <I think>. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't hate me, but I'm going to take the under. Just God now. damn it, get off my podcast! do I think they're going to be an eight and eight team. Okay. I, I don't think they're going to go below eight. But it, if this was if this was seven, I'd take the over instead. Just not winning
1: nine. I That's
2: yeah, fine. You're both fucking nuts. I think it's going to be a little bit of a struggle for
1: them. Um, he- um,
2: yeah, I, I gotta I gotta go eight wins.
1: Here yeah, we are with are the last team, the Los Angeles Rams. This team's over under is ten. I can't see a way they don't win twelve.
0: <laughs> uh, there's <laughs> a way they don't win twelve because you guys hate the fucking Niners. That's how they don't win twelve. Um, it's a it's a great team. Sean McVay is a great coach. I don't doubt anything that the Rams are doing. I f- keep forgetting that they even added Brandon fucking Cooks uh, and the fucking
1: Sue and Aaron <laughs> Donald together. Okay, sure.
0: Yeah, that <laughs> that defense is no joke. That offense is no joke. That team is no joke. Uh, while I don't think they're as good as the Vikings or the Saints, it's the best team in the West. I would take the over every day. I'm, I'm kind of with you there.
2: I, I, just because, well, I think the 49ers I could easily be wrong about, the Rams, there's no way they're not going to win at least 11 games. I mean, they didn't lose anybody except for a non-impactful Sammy Watkins. Not to bash Sammy, but he came in late. They didn't have anything. They have a full offseason of Brandon Cooks. And like you said, they got Aaron Donald and Dominican Sue. It's you. you mean you have Todd Gurley and he's the best running back in the league. It's, this team's got to win 11
0: games. Uh, I'll go one step further. I think Todd Gurley is the best player in the league. Whoa! I, I would, I, I, I love Rogers. I love Brady. I think Todd Gurley is the best through and through player.
1: I think Rogers is the, holds that title.
0: Yeah. I, I agree with Ryan there.
2: I, I think, any team, because be, just because I think running back matters so much less than quarterback matters, if any team that has Aaron Rodgers is instantly better, there is not a single team in the NFL who would say, no, I don't want Aaron Rodgers. And there's plenty of teams who could say, I'm okay not taking Todd Gurley. I'm okay having uh, David Johnson.
0: Mm-hmm. Sangle, Tim I, don't know about that. Tim. I don't know about that. I'm with him. I don't know about that. I I I am not here to be smirch Aaron Rodgers, not gonna be able to do it. Was really pissed back in two thousand five when the fucking 49ers took fucking small hands Alex Smith first overall <laughs> instead of Aaron Rodgers. Um, I will say though, if you go to the 49ers and ask them if they want Aaron Rodgers, they go, No, we're good, we got Jimmy G. I
2: don't think so. Aaron
0: Rodgers. I,
1: think, I think they tried Aaron
0: Rodgers. I'm, I'm kidding, okay. I'm kidding, boys. Relax. But at the same time, I'm also the guy who was ranting and raving on our NFL draft podcast saying the Giants needed to draft a quarterback, and it's great that you can get Saquon Barkley. It doesn't fucking matter unless you have a quarterback. you know uh, I agree with you? I, I know you do. I know you do. And, it again, I, not to rehash that entire argument, it's not to say Saquon Barkley is going to be bad. It's exactly. basically just the points you just said. You don't have a quarterback. It doesn't fucking matter.
2: You just can, look at the fucking Bears. We just talked about that. like Saquon Barkley and also think the Giants needed to draft a quarterback. Those two are not mutually exclusive.
0: Right, because – you could, you could live in a world where you take Josh Rosen at three, and you have – or whenever – yeah, the Giants yeah. drafted at three, right? You take yeah, Josh – okay, at two. Take Josh Rosen at two. You got Nick Chubb in the second round if you wanted him.
2: Darius guys I mean, e- easily you have two amazing options at, at, at
0: running back. so Or
1: you take I'm Sam you. Darnold, who might haunt you for the rest of your life.
0: Uh, I still think Rosen's going to be better than Darnold. I'm going to die on that hill. As long as Rosen stays healthy and I get that concussions make that a fairly significant. If I just, I love what Darnold did this po- off uh, this preseason. I'm still a Josh Rosen Homer, man.
1: Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me for this lovely hour of NFL talk. I must go to a fantasy football draft where I will lose and get angry at auction. Uh, Tim, win. Tim, you go ahead and uh, you are hosting the bourbon power hour. The New York yes. Giants podcast, and I can't – its it seems appropriately named for the year you're going to have. Thank you so much yeah, for coming on. Yeah, that's all right. Bill. Of course. My pleasure. We'll see you again uh, sometime soon to talk Game of Thrones in a couple months. Seems like – Oh, for sure. April, can't wait for April that. April 14th. We're going to go deep on that. Uh, all right, man. Uh, thank you so much. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can go ahead and follow us at Bookish or the Break. As always, love y'all. Talk to you soon. Bye.